We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast, where you think before you love. Please feel free to subscribe and listen on Anchor, Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Breakers, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Deezer, or your browser. Be sure to share a link with a colleague, family member, or friend. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is for mature audiences due to the sensitive nature of subject matter. Think before you love is the Romantic Truth Podcast motto. You will not get slapped here, we promise. Hello everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, baby, yes. Okay, we're going to talk about something that you have written in about. Questions you've asked. One of the questions was, what do you think is the most imposing threat to couples when it comes to the relationship? Well, my whole thing is that there's more than one. And this email came from Sheila D. out of Las Vegas, Nevada. The question I would say is this. How many threats are there? Now, I'll address one that comes up most often, and that is the threat of an ex. It may not sound like much. A lot of you will say, really? Don't you think maybe cheating, deception, all of these other things could be an issue? Yes, they are. They're important. But... The problem is the ex imposes on a relationship even when that person may not be a threat. Let me give you an example. Years ago, I dated a lady who had divorced. She had an amicable relationship with her ex-husband. And this is where I learned at this point, this was a learning moment for me, where I learned actually that the foundation of friendship is far more stronger than the foundation of a relationship. The relationship sits on top of the friendship, not the other way around. So she would cook this guy meals. They divorced. He kept the house. And what she did, she moved down the street. Maybe I say five or ten doors down, somewhere in between there. And she bought this other house. She actually wanted to be on the same side of the street as he was. And this is what kind of um, blew my mind, because I asked her about that, because when I first started dating her, she told me, yeah, my ex, he lives right down the street from me, and I wanted to make sure that we were on the same side of the street. And I'm like, well... Why is that? Are you trying to mirror your ex or something or keep an eye on him? She said no, because I didn't want the kids to have to cross the street to go see their father. And what she did deliberately every day made it a point for her two children to walk down to their father's home each day. That was a requirement. They had to spend time with dad. Now, dad had a girlfriend. And they had initially talked about the arrangements. 
the do's and don'ts, the can'ts and won'ts. And when I met, when I started uh, dating this young lady, I met her husband and I met the girlfriend. Now, the way our relationship began, she was a co-worker. And she had left the company. She had gotten fed up because we had a boss that used to throw things and have these tantrums. And she had enough of it. And what happened, we became a little bit more bonded because we were like the only two people that put up resistance against the foolishness. A lot of other people didn't want to upset the apple cart. They remained silent. And so we created a bond and ever since then we had been talking after work and we eventually started hooking up. Well, it was kind of weird because she would cook him meals and send the meals to, you know, with the kids down to him and she would cook enough for both he and his girlfriend. Now, both of them had keys to her house and she had keys to theirs. Her husband, ex-husband, had a key to her car. She had one to his. Now, his girlfriend was, I would put it this way, she was not the kind of person that most men would leave alone with another man. I'll put it to you that way. This became a reality for me one day when I went over to her house after work. And at that time, she didn't want the kids to come home to nothing, to be by themselves. So she went that extra mile of allowing his girlfriend to be at home when they got there. Helped them with their homework, get things started. I show up prior to the kids getting home. This lady answers the door, and I'm expecting to see my girlfriend. I will put it to you this way. It took every ounce of energy from both of us not to have sex within that window of opportunity. It really did. I mean, there was this thing that we had between us, and it just... It was pretty deep. I'll put it to you that way. I'll put it to you that way. She gave me the hug. She gave me the kiss on the cheek. And I could tell that we could have definitely done something. Fortunately, I was able to pull away from her. Because, oh, it would have happened. It would have happened right there in the living room on the floor. Without any doubt. But I knew better. And... It was kind of awkward because when the kids came home, and I was ready to leave at that time, they were like, hey, um, mom's not here yet. That put me in a messed up situation because now they're thinking, well, damn, did something happen while we were gone? Or, And so I left. My girl calls me up and she says, oh, I see that... Um, you dropped by and so-and-so was there and I was like, yeah? She said, yeah, the kids told me. And I'm thinking, oh boy, I'm getting ready to get chewed out and accused of cheating. And she was like, um, just carried on. But she started talking about what she had done that day. But here's the thing. It was just kind of weird because 
when I would come over, we'd be in the bed together, and then all of a sudden I hear a key in the front door. And it's her husband, her ex-husband. And he's, you know, telling the kids he's going to take them to do this or do that. And I'm like, damn, this is so strange. It's like this guy could just literally walk into our lives at any time. And it was unsettling. And what she did, she reassured me that nothing was happening between the two of them, which it wasn't. I remember one time she had an alternator belt that went out. And he went out and bought the alternator belt for her, dropped it off, and I put it on. And I didn't say anything. And she was like, well, before you get upset, she says, we didn't do anything. He just dropped the belt off. He purchased the belt for me. And he said that you could put it on because he didn't want to take anything away from you being my man. It felt too structured and too scripted for me. It seemed like they had already gone through this before. And I was just the person that was kind of going along with whatever they had already set up. That's what it felt like. Fortunately for me, I was secure enough to understand that there was really no chemistry between the two of them because his girl was fine. But the problem was, I could tell that she wasn't really focused on him as much as what he could do for her. But he didn't quite see it. And my girl talked about that. She says, he dumped me for her. He left me for her. I was like, well, damn. But that happens. Now, here's the thing I would tell you, folks. These exes, they're the wild card because you never know what you're dealing with. When you hear someone say, well, you know, my ex, you know, he was kind of crazy. All right, but where is that crazy person now? <laughs> That's what you want to find out. Because see, a lot of you ladies will think that, oh, because he hadn't done nothing in the past, he won't do nothing in the future. He's just this way. You never know how things can escalate. You don't know what's going in the minds of someone. And ladies, let me tell you something else too. Please quit doing this. Please quit lying to men or omitting the truth about your ex and about how crazy he is and whether or not you have restraining orders against him, whether or not you have police reports on him because he's still harassing you. Please let men know that you're still dealing with that. Because a lot of guys don't and they get caught up in some bad situations. I was looking at a show the other night on Discovery ID where this woman was out with her girlfriends. And they were celebrating because she worked as a waitress at this restaurant. They were celebrating her girlfriend's birthday. There was a guy that had a lawnmower business and he saw her and he was crazy about it. Went over there, bought them all drinks. Gave her his business card. She really didn't want it, but she went on and took it. And so, she told him she already had a gardener, so she didn't need one. This man deliberately 
went over to this woman's house and made it where the guy who did her lawn had an accident and cut his fingers off. She then called this man, not knowing that he was the culprit in this guy's accident, to come over and to do her lawn. He did her lawn. He started asking her out. She turned him down. He kept asking her out. She turned him down. And then finally, she went on and said, okay. They went out. He tried to make some advances, but she was trying to keep it platonic. And so she got out of the vehicle when he took her home. And at that time, he was still trying to, you know, make his move. And she told him no. Well, another night he came over, acting a fool, knocking on her door. And he throws, I think, $20 at her saying, you need this. And he's really now acting up because she's not interested and she started dating this other dude. Well, she goes out on a date with this other guy and things are going pretty well. She knows she has to go to work the next day, so they leave and he's going to take her home. When they leave the place, the guy takes off in his truck, the guy that was crazy about her, the lawnmower guy. They get halfway to her house and they see this guy's truck parked on the corner and she tells the driver, tells the guy to keep driving and the date to keep driving. Well, he stops into her driveway. Before they get out of the car, the, dudes hit, the dude hits the car from behind and starts firing and he shoots the guy that's driving the boyfriend she runs out of the car he shoots her then he starts beating her with the pistol telling her he loves her now while all this is going on the neighbors are calling the police and this woman is trying to make it to the house because she's afraid that he's going to try to kill her children Cops come, they eventually get the guy, lock him up. Now, the interesting thing, the reenactment of that scene in, on Discovery ID, I don't know who they cast for this stuff, but the people always look better than the criminal. That criminal was fucked up, let me tell you. That dude had a, mm, his hairline looked like it was in a fight with his eyebrows. But, what happened he got charged and the lady was so traumatized she and her boyfriend remained friends but she would never go to the point of getting involved in a relationship with them now throughout this time that, that she was trying to diss this guy that was the lawn care guy he was showing up at her job trying to get her fired all these other things. 
And what I'm saying, folks, is sometimes you will wind up with an ex and you may think at first, and you ladies do this stuff a lot, oh, well, you know, he's harmless. <laughs> ladies, as men, we know when somebody's a threat. You may think he's harmless. A lot of you ladies think that, unfortunately, because your upbringing, you think sometimes that because this guy um, is acting more like your dad, your dad was controlling and dominated your mom, that that's love. That's not love. That's control. That's all that is. That is never love. You perceive that as love because that's all you knew growing up. Seeing daddy manhandle mom. Treating mom like she's a child. See, an insecure man will always treat his woman like a child. You think I'm lying? I'll give you a representation of that. On the color purple, if you can go look that up, Watch how Mr. treats Whoopi Goldberg throughout that film. He treats her like a child because he's insecure. She'll become too smart. She'll become too wise to his ways. So he has to keep her ignorant and infantile. That's what insecure men do. Insecure women do the same thing to young men a lot. These women that are going out getting these young dudes that are half their age and a third their age, the reason why they're getting these young men is for one fundamental reason. Control. Because, see, they would have to be accountable to a grown man, but to a boy, they don't have to. And just because... You're older, your mindset will dictate your maturity, not your age. And this is what ignorant people mix up. I'm a grown-ass man, but you act like a 15-year-old kid. I'm a grown-ass woman, but you got the mindset of a 13-year-old. Your body advanced over your emotional intelligence and your intellect. We'll talk more in just a moment. Now, there's another thing to keep in mind with these exes. It depends on how they perceive the relationship ended. To some of them, closure is a big thing. You didn't give me closure. Oh no, uh -uh. I want to see you again. I'm going to take you to court. I'm going to sue you for every little thing I can think of. But what that's about is to see that person in court. Now, some people will go to the extreme of they're in a new relationship and they have an ex that's taking them to court for trivial things, such as items they purchased together that really are insignificant, but they just want to see that person again. And that individual shows up in court with their new partner in order to say, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know why you brought me here because I'm with my new partner. Now, one thing to keep in mind, 
This is not a wise move if you're going for divorce, if you're still married, or if you're going for child custody. There was a situation where a gentleman was with this woman. She was still married. And she was getting ready to go through divorce court. And they also had to deal with child custody. What she did in both situations was showed up in court with this young dude that was half her age. And she's sporting a brand new engagement ring and bragging about it in the court. Now they're still married. So the judge looked at that engagement ring as a marital asset. And so that would have to be sold along with all of the other assets so that the husband could get his money or else she would have to pay him half of whatever the value of that ring was. Then when it came to the child custody case, oh, she wasn't going to be outdone later on. What she did, she still had dude with it. Now, the children's father, her soon-to-be ex-husband at the time, did not bring his significant, new significant other to court with him. So it made him look a little bit more vulnerable. But guess who could support the child the best from the eyes of the judge? The father. And here's the problem. The woman thought that by having this young man with her, that that was going to help her case. But the judge looked at it from the standpoint, this woman had two teenage daughters. This guy was in his 20s. The best interest of those children would have been served with the father because he made more money, and guess what? He had more time and more resources to devote to those children. And this was based on not only the best interest of the child, but also a little bit of it had to do with the optics. This woman had only been with this guy six months. She didn't know him that well. He was living in his mama's basement when she pulled him out. But she had to get something that she didn't have in her marriage, and that was control. And the daughters, they had no problem going with dad. They didn't like the creepy 20-something-year-old dude that mom was with. Because she introduced this man into their lives entirely too soon. See, folks, let me tell you something, though. When it comes to, when it comes to exes, the last thing you need to try to do is to impress them <coughs> after you guys have gone your separate ways. And some folks love doing this. <coughs> oh, I'm going to make them jealous. I'm going to impress them because I'm going to go and frequent the very same establishment where he hangs out with his girlfriend to let him know that, hey, I have arrived. I did better than he did. Ladies, we can care less. 
if we have left you, we left you for a reason, and the reason why we won't take you back is for that same reason. I don't care how much you improve. You can do backflips. You can do cartwheels with no panties. Nobody cares. It's just like with you. When you are done with a guy, what do you do, ladies? <laughs> you close the door. You put a padlock on it. You're done. We do the same. Now, when it comes to the vagina, there are some women who would love to use that as a make good just in case they may need him for something. It's not a wise move for you to get involved in a new relationship if you're still sleeping with your ex. I've been in one of those situations before where the woman was divorced and at first everything was fine. She told me how independent she was and she was a small business on just going on and on about how she was ranting and raving about her independence, how great it was. That was on the surface. Until one of her girlfriends told me what was going on with her. Oh, you could do better than that. You're a good waste of a man. I'm like, why is that? <laughs> That's what she told me. She said, oh, she's still sleeping with him. Why do you think he's not on child support? He's slipping her money every month to sleep with her while he's married to another woman. When I confronted her about that, she said, first she didn't know how I knew. Then she said, what business is it of yours? This is between me and my ex. As if it was something <laughs> that I was not privy to because maybe I didn't have enough clout, didn't rank high enough. And this was a dude that I couldn't stay over the house, spending the night I'm talking about. I couldn't be over there when the children were there. The kids would be with him. And he dictated how that house ran, even though he had nothing to do with it. And the thing I wasn't going to do was allow myself to be under his leadership in a relationship that we were supposed to have had together. And she tells me, oh, well, you know, um, uh, he, the kids need their father. Well, you don't need his dick. Take him to court. Get the child support the legal way. Walked away from it. Because what she felt as though she was doing was better than the solution that would have made common sense to most rational people. Which would have been, go to court so that you don't have that burden. But people approach things differently. Another thing about exes, folks, don't threaten someone with going back to their going back to your ex. When you say something like, you know, I don't even know why I got in a relationship with you. I would have done better, I would have been better off going back to my ex or staying with my ex. As soon as you tell a person that, they will never trust you again. They will never hold any kind of confidence in you. They will never look at you as someone that has integrity. Because if it got to that point, I know some of you try to do that to shame the person and blame them, make them look bad, but that doesn't. What it does to them, it makes it look bad on your side, on your behalf. 
make you look really bad. Now, another element about access to. How much access do you give an ex in your life? See, even though I have ex-girlfriends, that if a woman wants to find out about an ex of mine, I just say, look, uh, let's call her up and talk to her. Huh? Let's call her up and talk to her because a good percentage of my, the ladies I've dated, we're still friends to this day. Some of them I talk to them on a daily basis. Because the foundation of the relationship was more important. That friendship was more important and the relationship sat on top of it. So even if we didn't get along all the way down to the relationship, we had the foundation of the friendship that kept us together as friends. I can call them up today and tell them, hey, will you tell her about me? You know me better than she does. And she'll rattle off here. This is what's right with him. This is what's wrong with him. This is what you might have to work on. This is what you might have to deal with. Not too many people can do that. But see, if you have an understanding where the two of you can be fair with each other in the relationship, that's what happens. That is what happens. My last girlfriend before this one, she wanted to find out about my exes. And I allowed her to talk to one of my exes. And they talked for about three and a half, four hours. And she told me, she said, now I know what to deal with and what not to deal with, et cetera, et cetera, with you. And she thanked me for it. Kind of blew her away because she's like, you're the first dude that's ever done that. I said, well, if you're transparent, you don't have nothing to hide because people are going to find out anyway. Because that truth is like water. I don't give a damn what surface water finds itself dealing with. It's going to figure out a way to seep through in some way, form, or fashion. You look at limestone. You look at all of these other rocks. Water seems to get through and does its thing. That's the same thing with truth. Truth is going to come out no matter how many lies you tell. Truth is going to sit there and just say, I'm, I'm just going to slow walk your ass down. And what it does, see a lie basically fills up a room quickly. What truth does, it saturates the room slowly where there's no space nowhere to go it just fills it up and here's the interesting thing about this with that when that person is honest and you know what you're dealing with it seems kind of bizarre because you're like wait a minute this is too good to be true this is uh, this must have been staged. Just un- nope. 
because they tell you the good, the bad, and the indifferent. They don't just go and just make it, oh yeah, he's a wonderful guy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they're unbiased. And they're unbiased for a reason. Now, here's the thing. When you treated someone well in a relationship, that's how you wind up with people like that as friends. So I believe in treating a partner the way I treat myself. So that means I have to love myself and take care of myself in order to treat someone as myself. If I don't feel good about myself, guess what I don't do? I don't involve someone else in my life by dating them. Because I can't be fair to them because I'm not being fair to myself at that point. See how that works? Now, here's another thing too we have to look at. Some of you will flirt around with your ex while you're in an existing relationship to make your current partner jealous. Don't do that. Please don't do that. You never know how bad that ex wanted you back. And you never know how least concerned your current partner wants you in their life after you've done something like that. And that could leave you with a potentially new problem. Oh, you're flirting with your ex. Your ex moved on, had another girl, realized things didn't work out there. Now he's coming back for you. But you just wanted to tease a little bit. You didn't want to really go all the way in. And then you find out, damn, I'm losing my current relationship and I'm going to get stuck with this fool again. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Another thing. When it comes down to keeping up with your ex, some of you will do this in relationships. We're going to talk about that next. The one thing that will guarantee you a quick end to a relationship that you're trying to start or currently in, you trying to journal or keep up with your ex. There are some people that literally do this. They still want to see what the outcome of that person's life is because maybe that person left them and they want to see did it work out for that individual? Just like they're watching a movie. Or it's a situation where they might have left that person, but they want to make sure, they want to ensure that they made the right choice by leaving that person, by trying to follow through and see how things wind up or to keep tabs on them or to have friends that will keep tabs on them like little monitors. Because they want that affirmation that they made the right choice by leaving that person. They don't want to have any regrets. Now, another thing that comes up with, especially women, because you guys have a softer hand with this, 
You know, when you break up with a guy and you're like, you know, I really don't know. You know, it's me. And the guy says, it's you. Yeah, it's me. We, we, you know, I just, I'm not ready for a relationship right now. What that means is they're not ready for a relationship with you right now. That's what it translates to. However, here's the problem. A lot of you ladies will leave it open-ended where the guy thinks he has a chance at you. Are you sure? Well, yeah, but you know, we could be friends. You know that? How many of you heard that before? We could be friends. See, the one thing about my exes and I, when we broke up, guess what we didn't say? We could be friends. You know what we did say? Well, after all, we started our relationship as friends. You see how different that feels? Because we're going back to the core values of something that we both can identify with. And guess what happened at that period? They were pleasant experiences. Getting to know each other, starting out fresh. But, but we could be friends. Sounds more like a consolation prize after you've lost a bonus round in some kind of casino game. sounds patronizing and so that guy is thinking well we could be friends hell I still have a chance women think the same way I still have a chance and so what that means then is that you've given them more of an incentive to keep pursuing you and you've moved on to another relationship and they confront you and they say well wait a minute thought you said that you weren't ready for a relationship now but 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 sound like a damn motorcycle trying to start. But 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 but, and then they'll get to that point where they're trying to reach for an answer. You got to be very firm when you end a relationship. If it's going to be a non-amicable end. See, here's the thing: when I've broken up with my exes, the ones that we're still friends. What we've done, we sat there and talked about breaking up. We actually structured our breakup. And we owned the things that we did not do right in the relationship in that conversation. So as we did this, we look at the whole macro view of our exchange and our interaction. And we bring it back to, well, you know, we started out this way. And the first thing that would happen, there'd be a smile on both of our faces because we know that where we started from is where we can wind up again. Remember what I always tell you? Wherever you start is where you finish. That's the reason why we started as friends, so we could finish as such. Now, another problem with many of these uh, breakups is that the woman doesn't even break up with the guy. 
Some of you ladies have actually talked to a guy and broke up with him and then realized you didn't break up with him. Honey, could you please give me one more chance? I will try. I will try. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Well, you know, you just have a lot of work to do on yourself. And you're thinking that that would imply that it's over and it doesn't. Because what has happened now, he doesn't see it that way. He sees it at, okay, well, that means that I could try harder and I still have a chance. Now, how low will exes go in order to get with their partner again? I knew of one incident where this lady broke up with this guy. And what she chose to do, she told him that there was no way that they could ever make it again. It was a mistake. Shouldn't have never been with him in the first place. Should listen to her family. And so the guy was feeling lower than low. And then she tells him, I have to have some time to myself in order to rebuild my self-esteem in my life again. I might need to go to therapy. She was telling him all this stuff to make sure that he wouldn't want to deal with the morass of her feelings in order to get back with her. Well, that following weekend, he saw her with another man. And she was hugged up, kissing and laughing. And they were out to dinner at a sidewalk cafe right there in Los Angeles. At first, he was getting ready to make a scene. But this is what he decided to do. He got in his car and followed them. After he dropped her off, the boyfriend or the new guy dropped her off, he followed this guy to his home, wrote down his address. Then he goes back, and there was this girl he knew, and he told her about this guy, and that he would be the right guy for her. But what he told her to do was this. Why don't you write him a nice little note? And so she did. Thinking that this guy had the wherewithals and knew everything about this guy and was trying to hook them up. He didn't know anything. So this guy corresponded back with her. And they arranged a date. He wound up getting the letter, went and photocopied it, and he sent that to his ex. Some kind of man you have. How low can you go? She wound up breaking up with him. And this guy's friend, female friend, wound up dating and sleeping with this guy. Because, see, the one thing you don't understand is the psychology of some people when they're pushed beyond their limits of comprehension, rationalization. Then it becomes a situation where they have a vendetta. And that vendetta involves 
I got to get back into this person's life. I got to get back in and have my say, have my pound of flesh. And that's exactly where this gentleman was. He has stooped that low to use a friend of his in order to prove a point. And that point was, I'm going to show you that your choice was not good in a man because I'm going to show you his weakness. She still didn't take him back, though. And see, that's the thing. People will stoop that low. In my own family, my grandfather's mother was poisoned by her best friend way back in the 1800s. Poisoned by her. They used to exchange recipes and cook all the time. But see, my grandfather's mother was part Native American and African American. So she had the long flowing hair. And the other woman was jealous because of my grandfather's father was a handsome man. And she wanted it. So one day, she cooked a meal, gave it to my grandfather's mother. She died. And the requirement was that my grandfather, which was our only child at the time, had to be jettisoned. She didn't want him around because he reminded her of her. My grandfather's father abandoned him. And my grandfather wandered on the street as a young child down a gravel road in a family by the name of Watson. well-established black family picked him up and took him to Louisiana from Arkansas and that's how my grandfather's side of the family got started jealousy runs deep and sadly people will go through any length in order to get what they want. Exes are no different. So you have to be very careful how you deal with them and how you treat them post-relationship. The best policy, if you guys could not get along, is to go to radio silence as a couple. Because I'm gonna tell you, the more interactions you have after the fact, the worst it's going to be. And the one thing that people hate going into is a relationship where you're having a child custody battle or you're having a divorce battle and you come across in the beginning like everything is fine and that everything has been resolved only to walk into that hornet's nest. Or even to walk into a marital situation where the person's still married. And they still have disputes going on and they're not even talking about divorce yet. 
Another factor that comes into play. High school reunions. College class reunions. Remember those? I don't know how many times you guys have written in, especially you ladies, about wanting to go to a class reunion, but you don't want to go with your husband. You're trying to figure out a way around that. And the reason being, let's face it, some of you are looking for that ex are looking for that person that you really wanted to be with back in the day, and now it's like a clearance rack. When you were younger, you probably couldn't afford it. Now that you guys are older, it's on the clearance rack, and now you see yourself with it. Even though that fashion may be out of style, metaphorically. A lot of you are debating whether or not you should take your partner to your class reunion. You probably take them once or twice. There was one lady that wrote in. She took her husband to her class reunion the first time. First 10 years after graduating. And she found out that the guy that she had her eye on in high school was having marital problems. Guess what she did? Got his phone number. And of course made it seem like uh, it was going to be a family affair. All the family members would get together and maybe go to a certain function or gathering. But what she was doing was establishing communications with him to get updates on his marriage. Well, when it came down to the 20th class reunion, they both made it a point to leave their spouses at home. They had that little rendezvous and they both decided to leave their spouses, divorce them. But throughout all of those years, this person had an update of what was going on, how bad it was. They're trying to rekindle things in some cases. Start new relationship, fulfill those fantasies and those dreams they couldn't before. And some men do this, and I talk about this when men cheat a lot of times. They cheat out of opportunity. And the opportunity usually involves being rejected by a woman that may have the same physical or similar characteristics of the woman they're cheating with. And some of you ladies are like, well, hell, my, my man cheated with somebody fat and ugly, somebody short and fat. Guess what? It could have very well been that type of person that dissed him back in the day, that he might have liked, that may have told him, you know, I don't think I'm good enough. You need to go and get one of those cheerleaders. And he probably actually wanted her. You'd be surprised. More to come, folks. One of the most annoying thing a person can do 
when it comes to a new relationship is to compare their partner to an ex-lover. Guys, you really need to watch this more so than women. Women usually don't do it as much as men do. Women usually do it on a level pertaining to income. Men do it to women on a level of beauty and physical attraction. You both need to stop it. It's not healthy. No one wants to be judged by someone else's standards. Now, one thing I can say that you will be able to do is to maybe meet a woman or meet a man who sets a gold standard for you in regards to the way you should be treated and the kind of uh, ethics and morals and values and boundaries that this person may have that you may find beneficial to you to have as well. Nothing's wrong with that. But don't put it in their face by telling them, my ex did this better than you. My ex cooked better than you. My ex was better in the bed than you. My ex had a bigger dick than you. My ex had a better vagina, a tighter vagina than you. Some of you do this. And some of you do it when you're arguing and you're upset with your partner. And let me tell you something. That's irreparable damage. It'd be very difficult for them to get over that. Because you made a comparison and a judgment in the same breath and you put a label on it. They're not going to be able to... Mm -mm. Very few people will be able to forgive you for that. They'll say they forgive you. But will they forget? The answer, more than likely, no. So don't do that. Others of you, and ladies, you're notorious for this, more so than men. If you're with a man, and take, for instance, we'll say you need something like uh, the lawn cut in the front yard. You've been so accustomed to calling your ex and having him do it. And he's doing it for whatever reason. Maybe you're paying him. Maybe it's a situation where he thinks that he has an opportunity with you. Don't put it in your man's face. Oh, yeah, well, my ex is going to cut my front lawn. Because you're going to look like, well, why in the hell can't I cut it? Why can't I pay for someone else to cut it besides him? Oh, no, no, no. Um, you know, I'm just so used to him doing it. This is the problem that a lot of us have in relationships. We are so accustomed to our old routine of being single that we don't comport ourselves when we're in a relationship in order to respect our partner. A lot of us have a problem with that. And you will have to do that at some point. You will have to comport yourself. Now, other issues with exes. Sharing expenses, bills, and overhead. Let me tell you something, ladies, gentlemen. It's going to be very difficult for a person coming into a relationship with you to really deal with you on a more of a fair basis if you're in a situation where, take for instance, you're not married, but you guys live together. And now you've co-signed for different things for each other. And you're, all your money's intertwined, you have joint bank accounts and all this stuff. Most single people don't want to have to go into something dealing with that. 
So you want to unravel all of those affairs before you start putting that ad out on Bumble or wherever. Get that straightened out first. Your legal and financial matters, all those things should be straightened out by the time someone comes into your life. That's the onus is on you to have that taken care of. It's not for them to wait around and say, okay, well, you know, I got to go through this or to go through it with you child custody cases and all that. No, you do all that fighting alone. When you come in, you're just coming in to have a relationship. Not to have a partner that's going to be in a damn uh, Texas Chainsaw match. That's the way it goes. Now, another thing about exes. Please don't do this. And I've seen this done many times before. Borrowing money from exes. This is a bad look. And the reason why it's a bad look is because many of you may think, yeah, we're friends. I'll just see if I can borrow maybe 300 bucks from them. You never know what strings are attached to that. You want to be careful on that, for sure. Because they can embarrass you quite handily with your partner. Take, for instance, you can't pay them back. And you're in a relationship. You can go to the guy and say, hey, dude, you owe me $300 because your lady borrowed 300 from me and she can't pay. Huh? What you talking about? Well, I'll see you guys in court. Since you guys live together, I'll make sure both of you are served. And this is going to, of course, foster suspicion with her partner that she's cohabitating with. Why did you have to go to him? Why couldn't you just came? Why couldn't you just come to me? Or if this guy has a truck and you need to move a heavy object or something like that, instead of talking to your man about it. And not using your ex, you just go see your ex because he has a truck. Because it's out of convenience. And then you give him those womanly wiles of the potential of having sex with him again if he would do that favor for you. And of course he's going to pursue it. And of course, a lot of times exes get away with things. And some women will go that extra mile in order to get what they want. They keep the ex like an open door. Fellas, there are some people, ladies, there are some people where through relationships, that ex knows everything about what's going on with your relationship. They purge. There's one benefit that I do have with my exes that are friends. Guess what we don't do to each other? We don't purge. They don't want to hear my situations with a woman. And I don't want to hear their situations with a man. That's where we have it. Because I always told them, 
We're not girlfriends. We're friends, but not girlfriends. You tell your problems about your man with your girlfriend, not me. Because in that way, those lines are still drawn as far as your standards, your boundaries. All relationships have to have boundaries. All people have to have them. Those who don't, you run into trouble quickly. Now, other things you may face with exes. There may be an individual that you may know who wants to sleep with or date one of your exes. A lot of you ladies run into this where you ask for permission from your girlfriend if you could sleep with your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. And you say, well, you go ahead, go for it. Others of you would look down upon her for doing that. Oh, girl, he's a jerk. Let me tell you something, ladies. If If your friend is volunteering to date somebody that you just broke up with, that's because they have studied you and him. And she's probably already had a dialogue with him. She already knows what's wrong with that relationship. And nine times out of ten, her perspective is it had more to do with you. It's more of a competitive thing for them. You failed at your ex. I guarantee you, I can beat you by being with your ex and we sustain the relationship longer. And this is where a lot of envious friends get even with their friends. Now, when it comes to men, we will usually wait until it's obvious that our friend is not with that woman. Now, when it comes to ex-wives, things are totally different. Because then, you'd have to ask for permission. I told you, my formerly uh, alcoholic friend that's no longer with us, his wife had a serious crush on me, and this woman, every time I would see her, I couldn't look at her because she was so attractive. And she had those eyes and those lips that just did it. And I will never forget, after they got their divorce, she was ready to go. Not too long after, he passed away. And when we were together, she told me about how she used to fantasize about us being together. How she wished I was married to her. She told me all these things. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, damn, didn't know all this shit was going on. But I remember when they first met, when she had a friend with her and I met her friend, she was okay. And she went for my buddy. And she told me, she said, that night, she said, I knew I'd made a mistake. I didn't want to admit it, but I knew.
But when it comes down to it, folks, when someone's asking you to date an ex of yours, that's usually because they already know. They're close enough to you to know you, and they're close enough to that person to know the situation. And I know some of you get that ego, oh, yeah, well, you're taking my leftovers, my hand-me-downs. No. They're probably going to have a more successful relationship with that person than you did. Now, there's another aspect to this. When it comes down to those individuals who don't ask. Now, the reason why they don't ask is because they already established a relationship with the person. And they've already shown their bias. They were against you in the first place. That's the reason why they chose to do it the way they did it. They knew enough about you to not really care about you when they chose to go for your partner. That's where it works. They don't need to know. My partner does not need to know why I'm going for their former partner. And the reason why they don't need to know is because I don't care what they know. The friendship means less to me than the relationship does. That's the way they look at it. I will tell you straight up. A woman's closest friends, as long as I'd been out on the dating scene for those 30 some odd years, they have given me more information about my partner than anyone else. They've been the ones to tell me, hey, you know what? I was down with her until she did this to you. Let me explain. And they would tell me. And I'm like, damn, really? And then you find out that trip that she took to Miami was not with her and the girls. She went with another dude. And a lot of times it was the girls saying, hey, you know what? I could treat you better than she. I won't do that to you. I won't put any pressure on you to leave me. But I can show you that I'm better than she is. And nine times out of ten, it would be the case. They would prove their point. Oh, you know that bruise on her arm? Yeah, she didn't run into a door. Her ex grabbed her because she's still seeing him. Hmm, didn't know that. Now, one other thing that you may run across. I'll talk about it in the next segment. Now, in conclusion, what we're facing with when it comes down to the X is that you have to be careful 
how your relationship is established after the demise of your relationship. Is it a situation where there is no relationship whatsoever? You guys go your separate ways, no one talks, you're done. Is it a situation where you guys are friends? Is it a situation where you guys become friends with benefits? Now, this is a common thing with some people when they break up. They may not like the way they've gotten along in a relationship, but they like the way things worked in bed. Others will become platonic friends. Then access becomes another issue. What kind of access will that ex have in your life, if any? Will your new partner meet this person? Now, another question I get asked a lot is, should you invite an ex to your wedding to another person? The answer to that is, it depends. Will that person conduct themselves or behave themselves properly? Most people don't invite exes to their weddings. I personally have been invited to seven of my ex's weddings. I've attended all of them. They were nice. I gotta admit, I didn't give a damn about the wedding. I was enjoying the cake. If you have cheesecake at your wedding, I'm coming. Invited or not. But in all sincerity though, they realized they didn't have a psycho on their hands. They didn't have somebody that was gonna act a fool. So things went rather smoothly. Now, one of the things I found interesting I remember at two of the occasions, one in particular, a friend of mine, she became a friend after we had dated, got married, and one of her friends made her move during the reception. And she told me how much she had wanted me and when we were together, when I was with my girlfriend, with the bride at the time, when I was with her, she had fantasies and dreams and all this stuff. And she just let it flow out. Which was pretty cool. Because she was a nice lady, but she wasn't someone that was like, stop traffic at 2 p.m., you know. She was nice, though. And we had fun. We mingled a little bit. Had a little fun together. But we realized that as far as a relationship chemistry wasn't there the sensuality was there but not the chemistry that's what was missing she was a little bit too conservative for me I was a little bit too liberal for her but in the bedroom we were equal and I could tell also there were some self esteem issues with her in that she kind of felt as though I affirmed her attractiveness because she had put her girlfriend on a pedestal, she was married. Well, being that she was married, she felt as though she didn't have to ask permission to be with me. She just went on ahead and started singing. These things will happen. These things will definitely happen. There was a gentleman that wrote me who lived in a trailer park in Arkansas. And in that trailer, his baby mama lived with him. His current wife lives with him. 
and his girlfriend lives with him. Now, this odd arrangement came about when he first got the baby mama pregnant. They didn't get along. She moved out, went did her own thing. Boyfriend got locked up for meth and she didn't have a place to go. She had this child. So he said it'll be cheaper to bring her home and that way I don't have to pay child support, which he did. Well, at the time, he was with another woman. He let her know what was up and she said to reaffirm that you're not going to mess around with her. You're not only going to be in the bed with me, she'll be in the other bedroom with the child, but you're also going to marry me, which he did. Well, along the way there, there was another lady that lived in a trailer park who had gotten evicted. She didn't get a place to stay. And so what happened in that situation, the baby mama struck up a friendship with this woman and eventually convinced him and his wife to move this woman in on a temporary basis that wound up being permanent. Well, it got to a point where eventually he finagled his way into having sex with all three women at the same time. And so he had him a little harem right there in his double wide trailer. And the problem he was complaining about was that the women wanted to get a house. And he wasn't quite ready for that because he wanted everything to be based on his income being that he was making more money. But they didn't see it that way. They were going to combine their resources and together they were going to go on and buy a home. So it became more of a situation of power. And these women outpowered him and basically forced him to be a certain way. And now he's moving into the house from last he wrote, but he's reluctant and he feels trapped now because he really can't go anywhere. He can't mingle anymore. And this fellow is only 35 years old. And these women are in their 30s on up to, I think the oldest is 43. And they pretty much got him by the balls. And this is what he doesn't like. But he thought there would be a situation where when the woman, the baby mama, he moved in, he thought that it would be where his woman at the time, now wife, would leave. But she chose to double down. And he thought they were going to probably get ahead with the other girl coming in to help pay the rent. Which, of course, it's not here, not there now. Sometimes messing around with the next can get you in some backed up situation. So you never know. You got to be careful. You have to be careful. Now, there's one other situation that is common too. The ex falls on hard times and comes back to you for help. Now, what you would usually encounter with this, men will, for some reason, be a little bit more open-hearted than women. Now, some women will. 
especially if he broke up with her, yeah, she'll be more receptive. And really, it all depends on who broke up with whom. Now, if she broke up with him by mistake, that guilt may prompt her to maybe let him sleep on the sofa or the couch. There was only one time that this happened for me. A young lady I dated, she had dumped me for another guy and she was ready to go and live up in the Hollywood Hills and going to do all these wonderful things with this guy. He was telling her all this stuff he was doing in the motion picture industry, which was absolutely nothing. He was a grip, but, and not the mar- marginalized grips in the industry, but he had told her that he was a producer. He was a grip. And the home where he stayed was shared by several other people. They all pitched in in order to get this nice, elaborate home. Well, once she realized that he wasn't who he said he was, he, of course, became offended and booted her out. She needed a place to stay for about a week. Kindness of my heart, I let her stay with me. Well... The arrangement was, because I was in a one-bedroom studio at the time, she was supposed to sleep in the living room, and I was sleeping in the bedroom. I'll say about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm feeling the sheets move, and I'm feeling this warm flesh against mine. And I'm like, you're supposed to be in there on the sofa. Took her index finger, put it over my mouth, gave me a kiss, inserted me inside of her, and had her little fun with me. Now, the only thing was, I had to realize that one, I didn't have a condom on. So I made sure I got that on. She got mad at me like hell. And I said, nope. <laughs> I don't know you like that now. You've been around. She didn't say anything. She went on ahead. And here's the sad part about it. This woman tried to make love to me in a way that she didn't when we were dating. She didn't when we started having our first time having sex together. I mean, she was putting it on me. Any kind of position. anything. She was doing it all. And I asked her the next morning. Now, all of that energy you expended last night, why couldn't you have done that when we were in a relationship? And she just looked at me and called me an asshole. What it came down to, and this is one thing you will learn, especially about exes. If they ever get another chance with you, and they can be intimate with you, all of the things that they would not do in the bedroom with you, first time around, The second time around, they're going to do some wicked shit, let me tell you. Because what you will find is that people that are desperate, and when I say desperate, I'm not talking about that desperation where you got to have somebody to have sex with. I'm talking about desperate from the standpoint of needing a place to stay or something like that. You will be surprised when it comes down to that, comes down to sex as a symbol of appreciation shit (laughs) oh yeah you'll get it you'll get it why do you think a lot of these women who take in these guys from jail 
and from prison. Why do you think they do that? Because they know they're going to more than likely get dick that's exclusively theirs. And they're going to get treated far better than they would get treated by some of these guys that are out there on the street. Some of the guys that meet in the clubs. These women may not be quote-unquote models or superstars. So they may not get the attention that a guy from prison or somewhere like that would give them. And so that's the reason why a lot of them, a lot of you ladies may wonder, well, damn, you know, he's out of prison. I wonder why she got him. Oh, she got him because she's getting that vigorous dick, that thankful dick. She's getting that attention and that affection she knows she wouldn't get from the average guy that'll probably be around with her because he'll probably just sleep with her one night and then move on. But this guy is going to try to do his best in order to keep her, in order to keep his place to stay. Now, she laid this on me for about a week. And she got pissed off when I said, okay, week is up, you got to go. She felt as though I used her. Well, at least I gave her a ride to the bus station so she can go back to Atlanta to her family. Because I still had to remember, for the reason she left me, I could never trust her again. And I guess she thought that for some way or how, that was supposed to compensate for it. And she was telling me, I don't want to go back to Atlanta. I'll be a failure. If I go back, my family's going to think less of me because I told them how things were going in California. I told them how good I was doing in California, et cetera, et cetera. And I was explaining to her, California's not a status symbol. You're the one that made it a status symbol. California has a lot of other things to offer besides Hollywood. A lot of other things to offer besides all of the glitz and glamour. If California was like New York, it wouldn't be so glitzy and glamorous, would it? It'd be rainy, cold, it'd have different seasons. California, it only got wet and dry. So I told her, you were the one that made that milestone that didn't have to be made. Well, folks, I want to thank you again for listening. Take care. Love each other. Be good to your exes. Be good to your current partner. You never know when that ex may come in handy at any point. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Romantic Truth. The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and guest only.